Welcome to NaNoWriMo Daily Log Entry, day number nine. I'm Tom, a guy who lives in Brighton and likes writing, and I'm squeezing words in where I can to try and win my fifth nano. It's so easy. I just have to write 1,666 words a day. Nothing to it, except that I can get stuck for days wondering about questions like, why don't the main characters know that they found the magical artifact that they've just found? How come the antagonist has to wait until event X before she carries out her plan? Who tells the children about the damn falcons? I get hung up on things like that. I can't keep writing about carrying this old feather around for no reason until I can work out why the main characters suspect, but they don't know, that the feather is the thing that they've been asked to steal and look after. NaNoWriMo Daily Log Entry for Day 9 This is my progress today. I'm currently at 18,500 words, and I managed just over 2,000 today, even with lots of family activity and visits. I'm about two days ahead of schedule. I managed to do a bit of research, two bits of research today, but one bit in the library for the story, this fed directly into the scenes that I wrote today and made them much easier to flow through. The events in my new starting scenes are making sense. So I started uh, the first six odd days of NaNoWriMo writing from the start, like what I thought was the kind of very start of the uh, novel. But then I realized that I had to change some stuff. So in the last couple of days, I've rewritten the start. So those uh, the events in the new starting scenes they make sense and they feel like they're going to integrate with the other words I've written already. If I carry on at this rate, I'll have some time at the end of the month to edit before December. I don't... this doesn't sound very NaNoWriMo-y, but I don't actually mind very much if my story ends before 50,000 words. My priority is to get a complete and coherent story written, then I can edit it and also put some words into other projects to hit the 50k target if I need to. High points. Hitting the daily target over five lots of 10-minute sprints. Plenty of thinking went in before the sprints, which is why I managed to get enough words in during them. I also managed about 300 more careful, and dare I say better, words outside the sprints but they were very slow in coming. The sprints are generating a whole ton of rewriting, but if they get me to the bones of the story, then I'll be more than happy to edit later. I say that, I won't be, I hate doing editing, but I'll be in a better position to actually produce a story. I went to um, the other bit of research, I went to have a look at one of the settings in real life today, with the family in tow. It was good book research and fun to drag them around. We've got a, in Brighton, there's a pair of peregrine falcons that live on the top of this tall tower block, and it's right in the middle of town. So we went down to see if we could see the birds, and we couldn't. But I needed to, or I wanted to, have a bit of a look at the um, the block of flats themselves and the entry system and how the how they were laid out. So it was good to do that. So an excerpt of today's words. This door was locked, he said. I know that because I locked it. 
and the only people that are allowed inside are accompanied by me on official tours. I think we need to talk to security. It was only then that James noticed the other girl. She was standing behind the small man, listening intensely. She had long black hair and delicate features. When James looked at her, she held his gaze easily. "'Can we continue my tour, please?' the other girl said. She had a hint of an accent. Asian, Chinese or Japanese, perhaps. "'I'll just need to deal with these children first, the small man said. "'Now, can you take me to the adult that is accompanying you?' James and Jenny looked at each other. Neither spoke. "'What is that?' the other girl asked, with an accusatory tone. She pointed to the feather that James was still holding in his hand. "'Oh,' James said, "'it's, uh, it's just from my hat.' Fumbling in his jacket pocket, he yanked out his woolly hat, pulled it down over his head, and tucked the feather into the turn-up. Jenny took the cue. "'Oh, it's always falling out,' she said. "'He keeps it there for good luck.' She leaned over and moved the feather into a better place. The other girl's eyes moved from the hat to James's chest. He tracked her gaze and felt the squiducken key hanging on the lanyard. He tucked it back under his T-shirt, but not before the girl had looked up at the shelf brackets, then back at him. Her expression changed. A small smile. So that's our first meeting with the antagonist. The trick, for me, is to keep our main characters one step ahead of the plot without them really knowing it, and to get the antagonist to antagonise only one of the main characters. I'll use this to drive a bit of tension between the uh, the main characters and allow them to make a couple of mistakes that's going to be useful for driving the plot later on. All right, that's it for today. Thank you.